Are you sick and tired of the same old boring golf polo? Then you need to head over to Proud90.com and check out some of the absolutely outrageous designs Proud90 Golf has to offer. Extremely lightweight, extremely comfortable, and Proud90 guarantees you will get at least one compliment every time you wear one of their polos out in public. Perfect for bachelor parties, spicing up a boring day at the office, or just having a few beers with the boys out on the course. Comfortable and fun designs for every occasion. And to our listeners, you get 15% off when you go to Proud90.com and enter the promo code DUFF. That's Proud90.com, enter the promo code DUFF, 15% off your order. It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. What's going on, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas? Brendan here, and welcome to another episode of the Duffin' Up Podcast. And one of my favorite guests, and I think one of Timmy and Mike's favorite guests too, we had Landon Durham. You may know him from Corn Ferry uh, fame, as I could say. He was able to caddy for Kevin Lucas on the Corn Ferry Tour. As a 17-year-old, uh, he has been working really hard to also come back from his golf golf injury. And, you know, we had a great conversation. We were able to talk about everything and anything. Brought up a couple things about what he's learned from Kevin Lucas uh, to really help him with his own game. And we really hope you enjoy this interview. So thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas, we welcome on now. You guys have probably heard of the name. One of my favorite stories, I think, from the 2020 and 2021 year uh, on on any type of golfing platforms at all. Uh, this man, at 17 years old, was able to convince a Corn Ferry Tour player to have him caddy for him when his caddy went went into quarantine. And before I get it wrong, Landon, you guys did make the cut, correct? We did, indeed. Twice, right? Uh, we made it or once. just once. Missed it, missed it once. That's okay. Well, anyways, I already gave it away. Landon Durham on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining, kind sir. We appreciate you being here. Happy to be here, my man. I appreciate you having me on. So wow. first we, off, we got to start out. How did that even come about? Did you just say, "Hey, Mister Mister Corn Ferry Tour Player, can I be your caddy?" <laughs> Tell us the story. How did you start with? You know, bring us through that process. We have zero idea. Uh, man, that was, I, I really need to like, so I did a story on it on my TikTok before, like I kind of got a little bit more of a following, but, um, it, it was, it was a weird, it was a, such a bizarre scenario. Um, I ended up qualifying. They had this qualifying in the landings where I live, um, for four kids to get in to play in the pro-am with these guys. And so shot like two under qualified for that, got in. Um, went and played in the pro-am with Jamie Arnold, um, super cool Australian guy. Um, went and played with him. We're on the putting green. All of a sudden, the caddy master just walks up to me. He knew me through, like, I don't know if he knew me through following, like, I think he said something about, like, school newspaper scores or whatever. <laughs> so he, he you kind of know who the, who the golfers are in the neighborhood. And he came up to me and he was like, hey, I got this first alternate guy. Um, like, if you want to sit around all day and get paid and um, and maybe if he gets in, you get to go 
go do it. And then it was tomorrow. The next day was my birthday. And I was like, my parents aren't going to say no to this. So I just, I texted them and they were like, yeah, go for it. So got up at like 5 30 AM and, um, went over there and we stayed the entire day. Nobody dropped out. So, um, he was like, screw it. You want to go play? And, and we went and played and kind of hit it off from there. Brilliant to ask your parents on your birthday. No way they're going to say no. (laughs) One step ahead, right? Oh, man. I mean, I just heard you shooting two under, and I will never, ever, ever get to that point in my entire life since I'm already, you know, over the point where I'm probably going to get any better at golf anyways. So how is that just playing? I mean, playing in the program, do do players, like, kind of look at you and, like, okay, like, he's probably decent, and, like, you go out there and they're like, holy crap, how did that, like, what happened here? It's funny for me because when I kind of started this, like really started playing competitive golf, um, I was like, I'm, I'm like five, eight, five, nine now, but I was like five, four, five, five. Um, and <laughs> everybody just kind of looks at you like, oh, okay, he can't really, he probably doesn't really hit it that far. Or he, he's, he's probably all right. And then um, it's, it's, it is really, I'm not going to lie. It's really fun to, um, hit it 293, 310. And, and they're like, Oh, <laughs> every single day. But no, nah, Jamie, Jamie was super, Jamie was a super cool guy. And he was like, he, he was the only guy out there that played all 18 holes with us. Cause usually you switch off after nine on the program, mm-hmm. but he played all 18. He was such a cool guy and like super interested in us, like talking to us. It was, it was an amazing experience. I wonder how like people who are either smaller or basically, you know, just have like, you know, not a lot of muscle, how they can hit, like looking at Ricky Fowler, how does he hit it three and change? You know Abe I mean? answer. And Abe, Abe answer, answer. You know what I mean? Is my guy. He's awesome. And he is like, they list him at five, seven, I think he's no taller than five, five. Like he is, he is the small, I've stood next to him before. He's the smallest human being I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And he rips the cover off the ball. He hits at three ten. Like yeah. he would like, he would, he Freaking outdrives like half the guys are like six five for Christ's sake. The game yeah, but is then you then you go to your TikTok and you see the mechanics of your swing and it's just like I mean it's like not even and you're like okay that's how he hits that far I mean that's yeah. it's very impressive I like watching your swing it's it's something to uh something to aspire to that's for sure I appreciate that sweet. it's um there's so many there's so many comments that are always like why do you get your hands so high and I'm like guys I'm tiny like I gotta get all the power <laughs> I can get like. <laughs> You gotta use everything you got. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Put my whole back into it. You snap, yeah. And Will Zalatoris, I feel like that kind of your swing kind of reminds me a little bit of Willie, Willie Z. We we take we t- we put money on Willie Z on this show on our draft daily, daily week. yeah weekly lineups. But uh, he loses even our but at a local level. I don't know if you're familiar with Davis Chatfield. Like I don't he's a smaller kid who played at Notre plays at Notre Dame. He's from just around our neck of the woods. But when I watched him in a couple of tournaments, when he was younger, even in high school, like he's so small, but I mean, these guys, you don't even need to necessarily drive it great. If you, or drive it far, if you're dialed in elsewhere, you know, and this, that kid was dialed in elsewhere, but being able to go long. Can't yeah. It's, it's, it's beneficial, but at the same time, I'd, I'd rather just put one right down the middle and then, let my irons do it or wedges do it but have you been playing your whole life like just um I've been playing well it I played since I was like four um where I lived in St. Louis and then 
I really, I really just did. I didn't even get competitive until my junior year, but then my junior year was completely cut off because of COVID. Um, and so then really my senior year was the year that I just started work and everything and through injuries and stuff like that. Like it was, it was just hectic. Are you a, yeah. are you a Cardinals fan? I got to ask. Um, a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as crazy as I used to be when I lived there, but I'm, a, I'm still a bit of a fan. I respect that. It's a good fan base. It is a good fan base. <laughs> yeah. I remember landing kind of seeing a couple of, of your videos about like the injury itself and how you, you even mentioned like, you know, there's a lot of people like we always hear about it, the, the, not really the jokes, but like how Jordan and Justin at like 10 years old, they have pictures of them at like these, you know, amateur, the junior PGA events and like all this stuff. So as someone coming in, I wouldn't say later in life, but like, I, I, cause like people start golfing at like 35, but you know, coming in a little bit later and then also having the injuries and really being able to kind of push through that, like how was that kind of your, like, what was going on in your mind through that entire time? Um, well, okay. So my freshman and junior or my freshman and sophomore year, I spent in Costa Rica and we decided mm -hmm. to, um, I didn't really play that much. And so we decided to move back. I was like, I want to make golf my thing. Like I want to, this is what I want to do. And so I moved back. And, and then when I started to finally make progress and, um, I got injured and the entire time I was just thinking like, I moved back to do this. Like, well, what is going on? Like, this was my entire dream and I, I can't do anything to fix it. <laughs> like, um, but I just, I knew that I was like, I moved back to do this. I'm not just going to give up just because something happened out of my control. You know, it's just way life goes. So I was just like, I'm still going to make it happen. It just kind of motivated me in a different way, even more. And then so fighter. Kids a fighter. I'm throwing my money there, man. I love it. I love it. What What did you have? What, what were you bat? Like, was it golf that just the swing that was breaking you down, or did you have like an accident? Or, um, it's another bizarre story. I, I got COVID um my first day of my senior year, and I don't know if I went back too early. If I was like kind of, I got pretty sick, so I was like, I don't know if I went back too early, and I was like weak or something. And all, it started as shoulder pain. And I was like, oh, this is weird. And then it kind of just moved that down my back. Um, so it was probably being too weak um, and then going back into the game that fractured it. And then yeah, kind of did some PT, fixed it. I had a back race for four months. Um, that is the great, that's the great thing about golf too. Sorry, I cut you off, Landon. Like you can manipulate your swing. Like you can try and figure it out other ways and still score, you know, and you seem to be someone who like to shoot two under like in front of people that like play golf. Well, like that's obviously you're a hell of a golfer, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's, I, it's weird. Cause I love, um, I love cameras and stuff like that. Like I, obviously I love doing TikTok and stuff like that. I've always been filming stuff. Um, so for me, when I'm like around cameras or, or I guess celebrities, like, like those guys are pretty, pretty well known. Um, it just doesn't really, I'm just like, Oh, these are just some cool guys. They're the same type of people like off camera as they are on camera. They're it's just kind of the way I want to want to be oh yeah so does it heighten your focus at all or are you the same golfer as when you play by yourself or 
I mean, of course, that heightens your focus. You're like, oh my god, like I want to, <laughs> I want to put this one right down the middle. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's great. Um, definitely Nerds. heightens your focus, but it's just for me uh, with working with Kevin for so long. Um, I just, it doesn't really phase me anymore. He's just, they're just people. They're awesome guys. That's cool. So you've channeled the nerves into something positive. Like you can either. Some people, I mean, I know if I'm getting, if there's a big crowd around the first tee, I'm shanking it into the woods or something like just because of those sheer nerves. But I'm glad you can, you know, use that to your advantage. And, and, you know, you say you're comfortable around that. I mean, that's, that's half the battle, I'm sure, for, for uh, PGA Tour players, at, at least at first, I'm sure. Um, and then, uh, so I'm, I'm looking and I'm looking at all your, all your stats of all your tournaments and things like that. I didn't even know this. So this is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, wild. And first of all, what I like, uh, what I see is your averages on par threes, par fours, and par fives. I am just astonished that the averages start with the actual number that the par is. So like par three. <laughs> That's not us, Landon, not us, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. But then I, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing some magical scores on some really good courses. I mean, I got to hear all about these courses. <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. So there's, there's definitely some good courses on there. I think. Like, the I mean, hardest, you the Palmetto Dunes. I mean, how that must have been wild. I mean, just that's nice. a good course. Yeah, that's fun. Are you I mean, like which, John McVay? Like, where you, you can pull Palmetto every Palmetto Dunes on Hilton Head, or yeah, it's um the Fazio. Tr- Fazi- yeah, that's the hardest. That's the hardest of the three. That's brutal. And you shot? Totally did you shoot under par? Tough. I didn't. I didn't. I think I shot like seventy. 72 73 or something. I can tell you exactly what you shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It's right at 72 73. Round one is unreal. Uh, unbelievable. I've played uh I played the Hills course. I've I've also played the Hills course there too. I'm telling you man, the Hills one, one has a ton tough. of water. Yeah. I I think the Hills one might actually be the toughest, but 18 holes, I I had 18 balls. Like I'm not afraid to admit that. Like I put like that the amount of water on that course like i you know over here where i live in 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 sea pines like there's a good amount of water and then you play harbor town and there's no water until you know hole 17 which is hilarious um but like there's you know here and there and and then you go over to palmetto dunes and it is just built into every single course there it is nuts how many how many balls i lost that day like i Started out with titleists and I ended in pit, with pinnacles, man. That's <laughs> that's how it went. That was one of those days. But that's every, every single golfer's had one of those days, man. Oh yeah, I've had more than one. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, Don't slight the pinnacles, though. No sliding, no sliding the pinnacles. I also could have gone with the Kirklands, and they would have still looked like titleists because you know, I think they stole the titleist technology, uh, um, which titleists did to Bridgestone, so it doesn't even. Everybody steals everyone's technologies for golf balls. Um, uh, yep. No, but that's, I mean, being able to play like a, but you know, going into that mindset, I guess, cause like I've caddied for Mike before in like the amateur tournament around us. Um, I know Tim, you've, you've played in, did you play in the amateur turn? Did you, you never played in it. I was not good enough. Mike played in it. He's, he's pretty good. Um, no, but, good. no, can't yeah. drive it straight. Can't drive it straight. We had a three iron for a reason, Michael. We did. We, that was, no, I'm kidding. But, um, but so, you know, kind of going into that mindset, like you're playing a new course, um, you, you know, 
you you may have heard of it, but like you get to the course, like what what is your mindset trying to get into the tournament? Do you walk do you like walk it before? Do you just do research on your own? Do you look at yardage books? What do you what do you do in that situation? Well, usually I play a practice around like the day before. So I've played I've played a couple courses where I've just gone into it with no knowledge. Um, I mean, I'll I'll look at it online, like if they have it on Golf Genius or whatever it is. I'll look at it online. But Kevin said something to me um that the corn fairy guy um mm-hmm. that was like kind of brutal but at the same time like I was kind of whining I was like yeah I have to go to this course I was talking with him I was like yeah I have to go to this course like I have no knowledge of it I've never played it before and I just have to go straight in. he was like you think I just go to a new course and expect to just oh I haven't played it before so I'm gonna shoot over par no go out there and 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 play it like you've played it a hundred times like you can always shoot at a bar and I was like it's not a bad mindset. <laughs> I want to hear more about this caddying because that that I've all I, there's been some days where you know you're hopping on Google and you're like, how do you become a caddy? I mean, I know how you become a caddy, but just being inside the ropes with the bag on the shoulder, like that's got to be so satisfying too. It's um, it's super, it's super awesome, but at the same time, um, take everything you know about golf. Well, at least for me, take everything you know about golf and throw it out the window um this is an entire it's like an entire different level of golf those guys are playing i mean corn fairy your pga tour is a little different because they're already on tour and they've already made it um mm-hmm. but like corn fairy tour you're kind of playing to move Grind. up um, Grind. So it's a, yeah it's it's a little bit of a of some stress situations um and if you're not doing your job correctly you're gonna at least and Kevin, he's, he's going to tell me, like, if I'm not on my, on my, on your shit, you can swear. Okay. If I'm not on my shit, he's going to let me know. Like, that's how it is. That's, that's, that's crazy, man. So I know we talked about a little earlier, we are bouncing all over the place. Like we always do on our podcast. So don't worry. But you know, you originally are able to, to meet him because he was, he was the first alternate in that first tournament um and you just so you guys just kept in touch and then you know i i kind of know the story a little bit i know that like his caddy got got court got into quarantine and got covid but like kind of explain like how it went from you know just keeping in touch to you know getting that call and being like okay yeah absolutely i'm i'll be i'll be on a plane tomorrow (laughs) yeah we just like well first i caddied for him he came back um he came back um to the club car in savannah Mm-hmm. um and was like hey i'm actually in this year like do you want to caddy and i was like heck yeah and so we just i caddy for him we made the cut i was like i'm one for one on cuts let's go and um and so we went on to next week and or i didn't go with him next week but then um kind of just i i kept talking with him like sending him swing videos he was he was helping me tons with my golf game and um he's the reason i know how to flight the ball like he's the reason i know how to hit every shot I need to be able to hit. And um, I, he just like, all of a sudden he just randomly texted me. He was like, Hey man, do you want to come to Illinois and caddy for me? And I was like, sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> when is it? <laughs> and he told me, and I was like, Oh man, I have a tournament tournament in Orlando. He's like, I don't care. Like, we <laughs> fine. So I played in my tournament in Orlando, went from the tournament in Orlando to Orlando airport and flew out um and i stayed with him that week we played at panther creek 
Um, awesome course. Didn't make the cut. So um, I was going to go home. And um, then he was like, I got to go to Springfield. Like we went from Springfield, Illinois to Springfield, Missouri was his next week. Um, and I was like, well, maybe we could just go to St. Like St. Louis is right through there. Right. And he was like, yeah. And so I was like, maybe I should just fly out of there. Cause Springfield, Illinois, nobody's ever heard of, like, it's so tiny that the airport was two planes and that was it. <laughs> like, um, so we drove to St. Louis and through the connections that I, I lived there for seven, eight years. So we knew some people just went out and played Bell Reeve that, um, weekend. And yeah, it was bizarre. And, um, then I flew home from St. Louis. Like it was incredible. Wow. Booyah. Unbelievable. That's Jesus. What, uh, what's it's Ke- Kevin, you caddy for, right? Yep. Kevin Lucas. What is he, what is he on top of you the most about? Um, I think he, well, he's really on top of me about being assertive, knowing what you want and, and getting it. Um, and not being afraid to, to, to move in someone's way or, well, not, not in that, not in the specific golf sense, but like not being afraid to like push for what you want. Um, he's really big on that. And he's really big on, um, he's also just super big on, on, um, I guess, making connections and understanding that in order to, to, to make your way through life, there's going to be people that you want in your circle. Um, and he's really big with me that like, like he doesn't care who they are. He goes and talks to them because, um, he doesn't know what he, like, he didn't have to talk to me. He could have just been like, ah, I don't want this 17 year old caddy, but he, it's all about, I think he, it's all about taking that opportunity. I think in general, in order to um, further everybody else around you and further you, yourself. I mean, you must've made him comfortable. I mean, he wouldn't have asked you to come all that way. Um, and if for nothing, I mean, you must've just put him in that zone where he was comfortable playing golf. And that's, that's gotta be half of it if, when, when you're picking your caddy. So that's just, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to be someone who can calm someone down or just, you know, have a presence of, comfortability or something like that you know what I mean yeah it was um I mean I mean um we did an interview with Corn Ferry the first year um because we were like I think we were like two inside the cut line or something then he made a bogey on seven um it was so we we played the back first um Mm -hmm. so we made a bogey on seven and so we were like one off the cut line and so I was like all right like just calm it down. Like we have a five iron in our hands. And, um, <laughs> he was, I was like, just hit a nice, easy shot here. Like, um, and he was like, yeah, you're telling me to calm down. I have to hit a 200 yard <laughs> shot. Like, all right, <laughs> this is, it's the hardest part three on the course. Like, honestly. Um, and he puts one to like, I don't know, eight feet makes the birdie. We go on the next hole, which is honestly the second hardest hole on the course. Eight and nine are brutal. And, um, it's like driver wins hard into us. And I'm like, all right, you know, foreign right at the middle of the green, we'll be chilling. And I, he, again, he's like, yeah, foreign, super easy shot. Um, <laughs> it's just like knockdown foreign on the green. I look like barely lips the birdie putt. And we make Paul to move on. I was like, all right, I'm telling him to calm down when he has like the hardest glove he can hit in his hands. But hey, 
He's doing the and job. Then he's, then he's getting something back out at you, and then he, he goes and stripes it, it sounds. Yeah, we were – I you, mean, we did. We – it's funny because we're – my mom always – she's like, man, you guys are like brothers. Like, we're, we're just bouncing off each other and, and having fun, and I think that's the best – the best connection you can have in terms of caddy and player. Absolutely. I mean, we see it with, uh, you know, Jordan and, and Michael Greller every week. That's that's, I think, probably the most well-known. But, you know, I, I see it with, uh, you know, you saw last week with Xander Shoffley, like his caddy went to quarantine and he asked his his best friend from, col- you know, his best friend and golf teammate from college to, to yeah. come and caddy for him. So it, it's definitely a tr- I I, you know, I mean, I caddied for for Mike and you know, I, we didn't, we didn't make it. So we didn't, we didn't do a good job, but <laughs> we didn't I, make it that year. <laughs> then, then, you know, cause like, I'm not, I'm not on that. I, I wasn't like feeding it. I mean, I knew when we were in, when we were at Deer Creek in the landings, I knew that course like the back of my hand. So I was giving them some reads and stuff, mm-hmm. but all of the stuff that they do with their book, I was like, let him do that. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is actually like really complicated. That was <laughs> going to be my next question to you because obviously, so you have a yardage book and like, I barely even know how to read that freaking thing. So like, I can imagine like, but I know like there's the yard, you know, you have the yardages in there, then you have your planning it, you know, you have your areas where you want to hit it, everything like that. My thing is once you get to the greens, I like, I have no, I, they're looking at their yardage book, which I thought was just a yardage book, but then there's stuff about the green on it. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, what is going on here? So like, I don't know if you like, did you, I know you kind of said it, but like, did you kind of feel the same way when you were just walking with them and being like, I don't know what's going on (laughs) because they don't use range finders. I've used range finders all my life. So when they're walking stuff off, I'm like, he, he was honestly at some points he was like caddying me like we're on 18 he's like caddying me there's this picture of him looking at my yardage book so i'm like so is it 136 he's like no and it's 127 like, <laughs> minus five. Oh, oh like he was just helping me out with it and i was like uh but like for for green's books dude i I like feel like I'm not a Bryson where I'm statistical and mm-hmm. I, I like feel I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, it's going left to right. I'm going to play it a cup outside and, and pick a spot halfway and be like, okay, I want it to run just outside of the spot. And if I know that I hit a good putt. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't read any of that greens book crap, honestly. I mean, I feel like that's why they've made half of them, you know, illegal. And like, I know the masters, you can't use it. I think the PGA, I don't even know on the PGA if you can use them anymore either. It's, um, it should, it's math, math, math could be involved in, in the yardages, but I don't think it should be involved in greens because it's just, it's, it's giving an unnecessary edge. And I just think guys, if you can't read a green yourself and know what it's going to do, then you shouldn't like, you got to work on that. <laughs> I'll always remember Bryson with the pro- Bryson bringing out the protractor in that one tournament. I was like, this has gone too far. This is, this is now like he has, he had it in his yardage book and he brings out a protractor. And I'm like, I, I, I can't with this. I cannot, this is, this is too far. I totally get where he's coming from on a lot of other stuff. Like golf is absolutely an analytical game. You need some of that. You, you know, the bet, I mean, it's not like, 
it's not baseball level where I, I mean, Tim could go on forever about, you know, sometimes how data analytics is great, but it's also ruining the sport. Um, but, you know, with golf, you definitely need that analytical side, but at the same time, it's like, okay, it's 120 yards. Let's yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hit a low flighted cut. That's going to land 118. And like, no, dude, that's, I think that's something I've honestly been working on my game is like, is working i've been working with mike um first and um i've been working with him and he's like why are you trying to hit a low like why are you trying to hit a low cut if you want to hit a cut hit a cut but it doesn't have to be a low cut that like cuts exactly this much like stop over analyzing Mm -hmm. everything and trying to hit trying to overshoot a shot you know like overthink it and i was like wow he's not wrong so i think that's been something i've been working on just like simplifying the golf game a little bit speaking speaking of uh, analytics i just want to segue into that and into more get into your game a little bit and so speaking of statistics i'm I'm looking at all your your par fives and boy you are a par five assassin um and my my question that's going to come off of that is is that part of like your mindset when you're when you're going into a tournament What's your mindset? Is your do you have a game plan? Do you um, do you know what you want to do? I like I, I quote a lot of stuff that Kevin says, but um, no no expectations, only goals is the only mm-hmm. thing I really think of when I go into um, when I go into tournaments. So I'm like, okay, it's not a specific goal. Like it's not like I want to shoot 68 today. It's um, okay, I really want to. Um, I really want to be attacking the par fives, say, or I really want to be um, staying cautious on these, playing it carefully on these certain holes. Like, um, it's just. I think if you go into a round with expectations, I did it. I did it at. Um, I did it when I played at Mount Vintage in that AJGA. I went in with expectations. Um, and because I shot 70 the first day, I was like, okay, I should be able to do this the second day. Um, and I went and shot 79. Like, if you go in with expectations that are too great, you're, you're going to fail yourself. Um, and I, I think that's a huge, huge reason that I just kind of set a goal. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, awesome. I like that. That's cool. Realistic, realistic goal, but not expectation. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it simplifies a little bit for me rather than shooting for the stars, little, little baby steps at a time. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, um, it's just something you gotta, gotta do to, um, keep that mindset going. Cause like, Oh my God, like, like that entire round at Mount Vintage, I was thinking like, Oh my God, like I was four under at this point yesterday. Like, what am I doing? I'm- this whirlwind this cornucopia oh no long long um, leaf Oh, Tim Pinehurst. Yeah. All right. It's cool. uh man, those greens were ridiculously fast and um 
that was just such a fun tournament. It was such a fun event. Um, it was, it played so hard. Like, like if you looked at the pin sheet, I, I'm sure I have it around here somewhere still, but um, if you looked at the pin sheet, it was like five from the back or like five from the back, five from the right, like four from the left, four on. Like it, there was just, there were some ridiculous pins that like if you, and if you went over or just short, you're screwed. Like you were just in the worst positions. You had to play such methodical golf that it was, it, it was eye-opening for sure. Wow. Long leaf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was a fun one. I really loved playing. I mean, Lagoon course at um, being at Ponte Vedra, it's so short. So it's just so easy. I, I played in the tournament of champions out there. I shot 66 and I was like, okay, well, that's, that, it's got to be a favorite. Like it was so much fun. Timmy, <laughs> write that one down. Lagoon short. <laughs> beautiful, probably beautiful. So we, we got a golf trip coming up and it's down uh, some in Orlando. Oh, um, yeah. Talk to me about where to play. Uh, if anybody from Orange Street Club is watching this, sorry, but don't play there. <laughs> Orange Street Club. Um, okay. Never play there ever. That course is the dumbest course I've ever played in my life. Um, <laughs> it's so like four feet of out of bounds every hole. and there's some holes that you have to hit like like there was this one hole water left all left down the like just fairway <laughs> and then water there's nothing more and then a tree here so it wasn't like you could hit a little like baby draw down the right side and be fine you had to hit this cut if it didn't cut you're in the water if it cuts you're out of bounds and no thanks uh, or, orange club just, right Orange Street I'll see Golf Orange, Club. Yeah, but, uh, orange, there's Orange Disney Lake Golf Club. That's Club. not it, right? What? Orange Lake Golf Club. That's not it. Orange Tree. Orange Tree. Okay. Okay. Orange Tree. I'm, I'm staying away to... from all orange. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Well, no, actually, Orange County National is a fun course. It's it's weird, but it's pretty fun. Um, I played Panther Lake there. Crooked Cat is more fun, but I played, um, I played Panther Lake in a tournament. Um, trying to think. I think my favorite. My favorite Disney course is probably Palms. Palms is super fun. Um, I don't know, really know where else I've played down there besides I've played I've played a couple more, but I can't remember. Um, I got Shingles. <laughs> I'm gonna read off a list. I got Shingle, Hawks Landing, Disney Lake Buena Vista. I think you played a tournament there. Lake Buena Vista. Yeah, I, play, I played there a couple times. Okay, and then there's like the Champions Gate, Southern Dune, Waldorf Astoria. Oh, I forgot about Champions Gate. Yeah, those couple of those, but just yeah, Champions Gate. a little bit, but yeah, I, I I played like I I think I won at Lake Buena Vista. That was one of the ones I won last last year. Oh, you played well there. I got the stats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, course is, that course is fun, but dude, if you get out of position on a tee shot, oh my god, you're dead. That's cool. If you so. haven't been able to tell, Tim is our stats guy. <laughs> Everything yeah, wow. and anything. Tim is stats. Tim, you you always need one of those. He shot a plus one the entire tournament. Plus one. <laughs> we need to get him, uh, what's it called? One of those, uh, the fedora, the old fedora hats. And he needs to wear a shirt. And, to, and he just needs to be a 1940s baseball writer. Like, we'll, we'll do that from now on. Stats guy. Stat guy, go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh man, no, but um, oh, sorry, sorry about that, Tim. I didn't hear you on there. 
Nothing, nothing. I wouldn't oh, okay. No, but I know, um, I mean, I'm sure, you know, kind of keeping going in a little bit of a, in a little bit of a different direction. We talked about with, with Kevin and kind of, you know, with the grind that is the corn Ferry tour and, you know, you're basically, you know, playing that week in order to make enough money to get a hotel room and get a flight for the next week. Like, and then you see out here, like, I want to talk about this so bad, like with the Saudi golf league stuff. And it's like, they offered Bryson $150 million just to play in 14 events every year. And you got guys like one of my favorites on tour, Charlie Hoffman has now pulled a big old 180 after last week and started complaining about how the PGA tour doesn't, you know, take care of its players. And, you know, he's thinking about jumping ship and there's a, you know, Kramer Hickok said there's like 17 guys that have basically already signed their names on that. Like, what do you think is something where, you know, obviously we're big PGA tour guys, but what do you think is something that the PGA and the corn Ferry tour can do to like help these golfers where, you know, even if you're on the PGA tour, yeah, you made it. But at the same time, like you miss the cut, like, you don't get any money for, you know, you don't get any money for that week. And then even if you, you know, it's a little bit different when you're making 10 grand versus, you know, on the corn Ferry tour, if you place fifth, you might make 10 grand, you know, it's yeah, a little, it's, little different. I mean, now they're, now they're making, I think by 2023, they're making it. So um, corn Ferry, there'll be no purse under a million dollars, which is a, a good step. Cause like the one in the one in Savannah, like, the purse is only 300 grand like and it's a um, sponsorship by club like we're not making fun of club carp uh, uh, absolutely not like it's their headquarters are like 20 minutes away from my house but <laughs> like they're pulling in multi-million dollars a year and it's only a yeah. three hundred thousand dollars. like how is that even possible <laughs> I, I, wait i think it's actually it might be 600 i don't remember yeah. but it's not it's Still not egregiously under <laughs> yeah it's not near i think i think that and um I think that the PGA and the corn Ferry have to realize that um, without the players, there's no tour. There's nobody watching. There's nobody bringing in earnings. There's none of that. And there used to be, there used to, you could turn on the TV on a Sunday and you can see all of the greats in line um, on the leaderboard. And now with everybody playing, all of the people are jumping ship to the European tour, going to play in Saudi Arabia. Like, look, why are you why is this happening like why what is making them so miserable that they're just they they want to go over there I, I think it's such i think they gotta i think pga tour has to um figure out a way that doesn't that brings their players back um and makes it a little bit i think it's getting there with the waste management i think it was more fun to watch with the waste management um, but you got to bring that engagement back up of like, it's not just stuffy. Oh, we, I, I got to beat everybody like that kind of tour. Like it's gotta be, it, it's every sport has fun to it. And you guys got to like, they got to remember that it's still a game. Completely agree. And I do Mostly. think that there is a big, and I've, I've been kind of God, when I used to write the blog, like, I think I wrote this in like 2018 about it. Like there's no reason why, a P why the PGA tour, like, even if you get cut, there's no reason that those guys, you can't just be like, okay, you each get a thousand bucks or, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, like at least give it that, like, I know they're making 
you know, even the lowest of the low guys, they're getting their clubs for free from Titleist or wherever. And, you know, they have sponsorships. They're probably pulling in, you know, a hundred K off just those sponsorships so they can pay their caddies and they can pay, you know, all this stuff. And then all the tournament proceeds are just profit. But at the same time, it's like, there, there are guys out there, like you, you can't give them a thousand bucks for, for the tournament that, you know, they're staying at probably down here. They're staying at really, really nice places. Cause that's all there is to stay on Hill. Yeah. It's either that or the red roof in, which yeah, you know like, what I mean, and half and, the guys stay at those places. Yeah. Because I mean, you gotta, it, it's such a, it's such a weird a weird sport because if you look at it and you you see like oh the tournament winner on the pga tour just won 1.2 million and then you realize how much of that actually goes to taxes and then you realize um how much of a contract like nba players or um or nfl players are making you're like what what is going on like these guys are making like half a mil i mean i get it's per event but when there's a hundred million dollar contracts in other sports, like how, how do you not have enough sponsors and enough pull in the entirety of the golf community to not up those prices a little bit? And I think it's getting there. And like what you said, especially, I think the PGA did a great thing investing in the corn Ferry tour because like, I mean, there were stories coming out. I, I followed Monday Q info. I'm sure a bunch of other people, I'm sure like, I'm sure Kevin probably told you, Kevin Lucas probably told you horror stories about sometimes if, you know, when they're just like, like, okay, like I got to get to the tournament. Like, I guess I'm stopping at McDonald's on the way. Cause that's the only thing that I can afford right now. Yep. I mean, and, and forcing there, I mean, they were doing a bunch of stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, forcing players to get vaccinated in order to be able to make their tournaments and um, forcing testing and forcing, um, certain times of like where, where to be, when, like, it's just bizarre. I'm like, you guys realize that I, I get that. I get that they're under contract, but at the same time, they are basically independent contractors going to play on. They are. The tour. And they, it's just like, why, why can they not do their own thing? And you guys pay them to put on a show. It's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to be fair, to be fair, I'm not like some random PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour exec guru. Like I have, <laughs> don't take my opinion too seriously. But <laughs> we, we don't, we don't have the financials in front of us. But I'm just saying, like there, there, there's something that they. I, I just think like, and that's my biggest thing about it. And while I understand it, I don't, I don't like what they're doing with the Saudi golf league. I think I, I per, like personally, it's whatever, like I would much rather, you know, them not, them not inviting Rory though is hilarious because they like put out invitations to like everyone in the top 20, except Rory, which is because of what Rory said in the past. Like it's unbelievable, the pettiness on that, which is great. But I do think that they're making some steps, but again, when they have, you know, when they're pulling in, god obscene amounts of money and then they show like here's the amount that they made they made like eight and don't quote me on these prices like what landon just said you know they pull in like 800 million dollars in revenue total for the pga tour and 400 you know 
I think it was $350 million in purse money or something like that. And it's like, okay, like I understand that there's definitely going to be costs and there's definitely going to be everything else like there. And, you know, it, the profit margins, we may not think of it as that much, but like that, 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 that's it. That's, that's, that's all the money that's going to the players. Like you can't, and you can't squeeze an extra. And it's literally like, if you do it out 156 players, probably for a tournament and, you know, top 70. So you can't, you can't do 75, $80,000 like in a, in a separate pot for the guys that don't make the cut. So they can at least, you know, have a little bit of extra money and be able to pay their caddies and all that stuff. Like, Meet that week. Like, yeah. Like, um, it's, it's hey, maybe, maybe the Saudi thing will be good. You know, more, more money into golf, people pulling like elsewhere into the world, which will give more people in, us a chance to like they got to fill those spots and and maybe mm-hmm. it'll force the pga to you know look at look inward a little bit you know i, I don't I know think i think they'll do to be honest i think they'll do what they did in um what they did in um with that saudi or whatever it was european super league for soccer where teams said they were like getting into it and then they realized they'd get banned and then they were like all right we're out like I feel like it's I th- I feel like it's just gonna fold like the same same thing that happened with that league. Like everybody wants to be where nobody wants to just kind of just like randomly jumping. I get the money's there, but I I think it's kind of just randomly jumping into a random business venture. Like oh sure I'll go fly over and go play in this tournament. Oh wait I can't if I want to go back to the U.S. and play in my home. Like I can't do that. <laughs> You're kind of yeah. screwed either way. It comes I down think, to the, the dollar or the love of the game, you know, like, and to Lee Westwood, it's probably going to be the dollar at this point. He's For Bryson, it's going to be the dollar. For Lee Westwood, it's going to be the dollar. For Phil, it's going to be, unfortunately for Phil, it's going to be the dollar. Like, there's a bunch of, and with already with their back and forth stuff going on. But, like, you know, and, and I know we're, we're going off on this, but I wanted to talk about this week, too. So I'm really happy that we are. Um the one thing I think the PGA tour and the European tour have going for it, which is great, is that it is a true, like it is a true meritocracy where if you get in, you can Monday qualify, you can get in, you can make the cut and you can win the tournament. We saw that's how Corey Connors did it down at TPC San Antonio. We've seen it happen before. It's not often, but like I, the PGA tour is a true meritocracy. Whereas if you just close off this to the same 40 guys every week, no cuts, which I actually going back to the other thing, like no cuts, there's good and they're bad. There's bad, but just having the same 40 guys every week. Like I don't want to see Bryson win eight times against just, you know, Lee, Ian Poulter, Phil, you know, if, guys like Colin and Dustin and all those guys go like, I want to see like how, what happened last year with Kramer Hickok going into six playoff holes. Um, And, you know, you know, even though he just came up short, like, you know, he hadn't done anything for the entire, you know, for most of the year. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just has a hot week and wins second place and gets invited to eight more tournaments that year. So it's it's fun to see that, that jump of like, random new guy i mean will zalatoris right you just look at him and he just kind of randomly burst onto the tour and and he's killing it like i i love i love seeing that and i love seeing all of the a lot of the corn fairy guys that have come up this year are, are playing to hit great. the gala oh, to hit the, yeah to hit the gala this week which 
I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to brag. But the last two big Corn Ferry Tour guys that have come up and done big, Will Zalatoris called it. Tim and Tim and Mike can know called that one. It's a hit the gall I've had in my like called daily it. fantasy the past couple of weeks. So like I've been yeah. big on him. So and you guys, you guys have guys like Davis Riley who are coming up who are you know shooting ten on you know ten under on the first day and then you know shooting like four over the next day, but still making the cut. And you know you have all of these really really good golfers coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour this year, and you you'll lose that if if you just have these random guys coming in, you know, you not random guys, but if it's the same 40 guys every week, you can't go into the tournament. You know, if you win, I know for corn fairy guys, if they win a tournament, they usually get that status for the rest of the year. And then they get like invites into select usually PGA tour, tour events too. So, you know, you can hit on that and you could hit the lottery and just have a great week. And I, I, I just don't like that they're closing it off like that and just doing doing like i don't want to see just the top 40 guys i want to see a guy come out of nowhere as well and, and win. yeah it. it's fun to watch it's always a good comeback story to watch um it, it's it's weird how how it, it's weird how you have to kind of start off in the red um in some of those like in order to get on the corn ferry you have to go through q school or you have to monday qualify into a certain amount of like and win an event to get status like the way the status works on some of the tours is just like baffling to me i'm like oh wow yeah, we talked about it last year when Will Zalatoris finished second in the Masters and didn't have status on the PGA Tour. Yeah, you're like I was like he did top five at the U.S. I, he was top five at the U.S. Open, I think, too, right or something. Maybe he was top ten at the U.S. Open. Yeah, and he, he finished second well. at the Masters, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, you don't have status, so you can't play for fifteen million dollars in the FedEx Cup." What? Yeah, it's like you got to win one event to get status, and you or move up from the Corn Ferry, and I'm like. You just expect people to Monday qualify into random events like and win. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 doing I'm doing some Monday qualifying this year, but I yeah, and the Monday qualifiers, it's usually I would say probably for the corn ferry, it's even more, but for the PGA tour, it's usually like 30 guys for one or two spots. Yeah, like it's, at least. It's, it's it's too usually it's I can't remember last year when I did it or the year, whatever year I did it, it was it was like 80 guys for three spots and an alternate spot. And I wow. was like, and, and by the way, the people that got in 65, 66 yeah. didn't even get you in. I was like, yeah, Bleh. I think I saw one time it was like MJ. I, I, cause I know like, uh, I, you know, when I followed this, like this guy, MJ Dalfe, uh, he's from South Africa. He, did like a bunch of Monday qualifiers last year. And like, I think he like Monday qualified four or five times. And it's like one time he shot a 62. I'm like, dude, you would be <laughs> leading the tournament. If you shot that, like you would probably be at least final round Saturday, unless you yeah. totally fell apart, like a 62 on your first day. And, and, and it's not a waste obviously, because no round of golf is ever a waste, but imagine that you shoot a 62. You're like, sweet. I play this, you know, in three days. And and then you go out and you shoot like an 80 and you're like, what, yeah. how, how did that go? Golf is crazy. dude. Golf is <laughs> that's, that's what I like. That's what I don't, I, I don't get is, is the same thing. I mean, I did the same thing in, um, well, I kind of folded like an omelet when I played, um, when I played in that Monday qualifier, um, I was like two under through, through nine or something like that. 
and I ended up shooting like 78 or 79 or something like I just folded yeah it it happens it does and the worst part is you have to pay for the Monday call like they don't tell you that you have to Hey, PGA yeah. Tour players, or not PGA Tour players, but guys who are try or professional golfers have to pay to play Monday qualifiers. And if you're an amateur, it is not cheap. It is like yeah, 500 isn't it, bucks. Isn't it double? It's 500 bucks. If you're a PGA Pro, you can pay and get it, which is baffling to me why a PGA Tour Pro would play in a corn fray Monday. But if you're a PGA Pro, you can play for 100 if you're Corn Ferry Pro. You can play for 200 if you're a Latin American member. You can play, like, it just goes on. Like, the, the less status you have, the more it is. I'm like, how is that fair? Wow. That's unbelievable. I did not know that. That's the why. money yeah, doesn't, I even go. it doesn't even go to the guy who wins the Monday qualifier. Or, like, it doesn't even <laughs> go to anything. Guys. You just get a chance to win some money. And if you're yeah. an amateur, you don't get anything. <laughs> You just spent $500 and now you got to go buy a caddy if you make it to. <laughs> Dude, I could, I could Monday qualify into this event. Um, I'm Monday qualifying for the club car. I could Monday qualify in, make the cut, win the freaking event, and I would get $0 because I'm an amateur. Right. Right. That's and they don't like put that money. To me. They don't, That's they also don't put like one thing I think they could do, which would be helpful is like if you do that, like, put that money into like an escrow account or something and be like, okay, he turned, he turned pro. Like we can pay it now. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, but, oh. but it just goes to the other, it just goes to the other player, which I'm like, all right, whatever. And yeah. at the same time, I'm going to have fun. I'm, I'm not going in with any expectations. I'm going to see if I can get a taste of professional golf, whatever, have fun. And, but it's to me, it's like, man, I could, I could win this event and I still would come out and I'd be in the red. dollars <laughs> Like it's baffling you know, to me. But I like that you know that that's not what it's all about, at least at this point in your life, which is cool. I've gotten, I realized with my injury and the way that I was playing before I got committed, um, I was playing like this, like I, the white knuckling everything, like, oh my God, if I don't shoot 65, I'm going <laughs> to shoot myself. Like, it's a game. The reason every single person that plays golf started playing the game is because, oh man, this is super fun. Like, oh man, I really love this. We like, you just got to bring that back and be like, oh my God, I started this out as a game. Like this is, this is the reason I started is because it was fun. You got to make yeah. sure it stays fun or else you will not last in this game. You don't more strike shirtless me one Harry hit. Higgs. That's all we need in our lives. More right. shirtless Harry Higgs at PGA <laughs> tour events. That's all we need. Then you Joel Damon me in the someone background who is a white North knuckle. Carolina. It's even better. <laughs> like you're, Dude, you're I got your personality. Got well, I mean, now, but you should have seen me when I was playing in some of those <laughs> HGA events, man. That's Dude, what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm committed. I can I can relax and just focus on my game. And um, and I'm really happy with that because it's helping my game and I might be struggling now, but at the same time, I know I know that it's coming because I've been working on my swing so much, trying to reduce any possible um, possibility of injuring my back again. So, struggling right now, but I know it's going to come in the in the spring summer when I start playing these events. But for me, it's just I can I can, I can breathe. Like it, it, this is a game. It's fun. Um, I don't have to go out there every single and. And what I didn't realize at the same time when I was white knuckling everything, what I didn't realize is like, 
I didn't have to do that. Coaches want to see personality and they want to see the love of the game. Nobody wants to see some random kid out on the course slamming his club. Right, right. Like, um, it gets serious and you can be serious and still have fun. Um, and that's just something that I've been trying to work on very hard with Kevin's help, with Coach Mike's help, like working on my, my own brain. It, golf is a mental game. And, and I think the second you take the fun out of it is the second stuff goes south. Because when golf is fun, golf is fun. Mm-hmm. You're it, telling me. We all got the golfing bug. Every single one. Of, once, once people say, oh, man, this is kind of fun, they just get addicted. And then it's just down the rabbit hole from there. You can have the worst round. And and this has happened to me, man. I was playing 18 at Harvard Town, hit a perfect drive, took out my, you know, I don't hit my irons very far. So it was like probably a four iron from like 205 or something like that. And, you know, I take it out. Yeah, but like, I I mean, I hit it right into the water. So obviously it didn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) You know, absolutely top the ever living daylights out of it goes right in. And I'm like, oh. You know, so I go up, drop, you know, hit out fine when I have like a nice little chip and I put it within like two feet of the hole. And I'm like, that's what makes that's what makes it come back. That's what you know, that that is what makes it come back is when you hit that one shot, you're just like, yep, like that felt great. When you get that when you get really get a hold of that one drive, like you you feel it and you're just like, oh, this is great. I went out. I was playing in the landings. One of my friends, he always wants me to shout him out. So shout out Charlie. Charlie. Um, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. (laughs) He he loves, he's like, every time I do like an interview or something, or like, if I'm just talking with somebody, he'll be like, did you talk about me? Like he was, (laughs) he was messing with me about coach. Uh, When I was talking to coach Don, uh, the Elon coach, he was like, did you, did you, did you talk about me? Was it, was it, he's joking me of course, but so got to give Charlie his moment in the spotlight. I was playing with Charlie. Love it. Thanks for listening, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, I'll make sure he listens now. We went out and um, we went out and played, and I played so around, like just I was I was like that mad person. I was just like God slamming, like throwing my clubs into my bag. I was like, I hate this game. And then we were in the pro shop like three hours later, um, scheduling our tea time for the next day. And um, that's how it goes. You know, every day is a new day, and you never know what you. I've, I've shot. I've shot. I went and played um, Magnolia. It's this course out there. It's newly renovated. Um, I went out and played out there the first day, and I shot like 80 or something, or mar- whatever course it was. Um, I went out there and shot 80, and I was like, oh, dude, like, what, what am I doing wrong? And then the next day, I went out there and shot 60. <laughs> wow. That's only, I mean, I'm just like, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a weird game. It really is. That's, no, that's cool, though. That's awesome, man. I always say, too, I tell people there, like, to get them into golf, like, you're never going to be worse than day one, you know? And and I know COVID's been brutal, like, in all of life for the past too long. But if anything, like, my friends getting out on the golf course more often, it's been awesome in that sense. But we have, yeah, we got one of our buddies uh, from, from, from home and we were at Mike's bachelor party and he does ne- he never picks up clubs and and Sam was just 
god awful shout out shout out sam dodge we love you man but you're one of the worst golfers <laughs> but he had ever. fun man he had, we we play a little like, scramble, little scramble format and you're on your way after that he was like dude i want to go to the like he was like yeah i gotta start going to the range like this was kind of cool like he had one shot where he clobbered it and he was like i feel good now <laughs> and i'm like let's go covid covid was a disaster um for well a multitude of reasons you could that's that's a, that's a whole different story in terms of, of of schooling and what the hell happened there but um covid was crazy and covid was a blessing at the same time because the golf course has still stayed open so me and charlie would go out like me charlie and his sister mary um would go out we'd have like our five hour zoom classes get off and then go play 18 holes after and i was like i can get used to this like <laughs> all right that's the life that's the yeah, absolute but, life I, I dude i needed it like i don't for some students like if you guys if you guys played football or something like I don't know how just regular students survive that. Like without golf, locked in your room for that was just like psychological torture. You're putting the <laughs> the generation that you're putting the generation that is already on their phones enough into a locked room. When we when we go to college, like my generation isn't gonna know how to interact with people. It's, like it's incredible, man. Me, it's incredible. I, I coach, I coach high school basketball and like these poor kids, like the past three years with playing in masks, not playing shit gets canceled, like not even having a season. Like, and I just think back like to playing and it's like, if this was me at this time, I'd feel so bad for myself, but like, it's the only expression, like, but at the same time, you were saying how golf courses stayed open for you, Landon. They didn't for us. They shut down. And actually, Timmy, Brian, and I, we're all cousins. Um, Brendan's Brendan's our, our family, too. Family <laughs> friend that became part of the family, basically. <laughs> yeah. We, we, got, we were playing Stony Lee, the local municipal here. And the owner lives, like, next door. And she was running through just, like, on a jog. And she's like, you guys can't be here. Like if you get caught here, like our licenses, they're all like going to shit. So we felt bad, but we needed some sort of sanity, you know, like, and it just felt, felt like we could get out there on a nice day and got booted. That was, that was the only thing that kept me sane is being able, I mean, we were private clubs. So and just something like i'm such a i have a little bit in me so i've and when i can't do something all day i'm bouncing off the wall keep up that keep up that. brendan what are you doing over there dude we, okay so there's gonna be some technical difficulties here because uh just so you know i am not gonna be good at editing so we're gonna be going through the entire time 
We, yeah. My internet. Did we miss anything? Did we miss anything? That's all I give a shit about. Yeah. My internet got disconnected. So there's going to be like a minute that we don't hear. So I apologize, guys. <laughs> uh, woo. Boy. We just missed me talking about my feelings. We're all right. I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> you were getting into the good stuff too. <laughs> but we're back recording. Thank you, everyone, for back joining us. That's so. This is what happens when you have multiple internet connections in a house and you forget to switch from one to the other one. Ugh, it's the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is why I was probably like that, and why I was probably frozen for a minute. <laughs> well, the more you know exactly oh man but uh um, any hole in ones i gotta i ask <laughs> any hole in one Tim's got two i got one this year you got one this year you got one? yeah oh. i did not not this year but i've got one i got one recently when i wait give me a second no problem we this is our first one this is our first one right wow no no way wow. what hole <laughs> hole number five. Oh PPC my god sawgrass hole number five that's oh, awesome. Wow. When are you getting the when are you getting the uh when are you getting the nice little frame for that bad boy? Yeah, you're telling me I need to get a frame, but I already have you get a um you get your name on the wall in the Sargrass Clubhouse. So I have my name on the wall of the Sargrass That's Clubhouse. dope. Oh, that is dope. No way. That is that is way cooler than any plaque I could have, honestly. Dude, that's that's, that's so awesome. If oh. anybody if anybody listens to last week's segment with Chunky golf. Tim, Tim brought up a whole. Tim asked the same question. Tim said he. Tim said he asked that question. To everybody, we thought Chunky was gonna was gonna pass away. He he said he'd come close like a billion times, like literally, like. And when he said like, and he he was genuine, like this ball hanging up. He said one ball bounced in out. Like we felt so bad to ask the question and to have this answer today. We're just couldn't it's be got more him we got him and his feelings. We did. We we did. I'm surprised he didn't hang up on us right there for <laughs> my sawgrass too. You could that's that's legit. I mean, you that's that's hanging it up right there. I'm, I thought yeah, you were gonna I, get the scorecard for a second. I was yeah, like, me too. Yeah. That's going to get worthy. I thought he was going to get the scorecard too. I was like, <laughs> I, um, I uh my friends would all give me crap because my friend Charlie's had two, my friend Mary's had two. Shout out, Charlie. Charlie. Shout out Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Charlie had one in a tournament. I'm watching his scores go up and I see birdie, hole in one, birdie. And I'm like, bro's four under through three. Like, what is happening? So never heard the end of it. And then I finally got one. Now I can just be like, I got one to Sargas. I don't care. I can right. see why Charlie wants you to mention his name and everything. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, now we know why. Birdie, hole in one, birdie. Get yeah, out. that's. Oh. Still only shot one under though, so I don't want to boost it, <laughs> boost his ego too much. <laughs> Dude, I think I would. Wa- if that happened to me, I think I'd walk off the course. I think I'd be like, I'm not even finishing. <laughs> yeah. Like this, it's it's not getting any better than this. Like, oh, and he had he had one of he watched me do one um, where we were playing. I hit it. It was his par three. I hit a wedge. They had those. So you know how they had like the? Do they have like noodles in the holes for COVID? They, they used did, to. Yep. They sucked. For us, they had like these plastic trays. The thing you bring um, up. No, 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 not like that. Oh. Like, like an actual like plastic tray that hung like this far below the lip. Like it was the dumbest thing ever. Like you could just hit a putt a little too firm. It would have been in if it was a regular hole. Bang, bounce out. We always took the pin out. I didn't care. Screw COVID. Anyways, <laughs> um, I hit a wedge 
straight dunked it, broke the broke the tray like the COVID Take tray, bounced back up into the bunker. Oh my gosh! He was like, "No, nope, doesn't count. count, doesn't count." I think I'm counting That's... it. I think if that happened to me, I'm counting it. I'm like, "We're we're we're out, we're out." <laughs> we played with one of the kids that when when they still had noodles, we played with this. Um, it was my high school coach's. One of his friend, one of his friend's sons, I don't remember, um, but he it was this hard hole on on Deer Creek because of course they have the club car on. It's this hole seventeen. It's like a five iron, six iron, depending. Um, maybe a four iron. He hit like a five iron right at the pin, and it bounced, started rolling, bounced, hit the noodle, popped out. I was like, dude, I feel so bad. Like that, I feel like that would have been in if it was those noodles. I. I- don't get me started. I'm so glad those are out of fucking hole. I mean, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Another yeah, reason my made... sanity was questioned. Oh, say I it again. A... Go for it, Mike. Go for it. Sorry. No, just some of the courses like made they didn't even cut the noodle. Like they just pretty much forced a freaking pool size noodle into the hole. Like you could still make it. And it's like, dude, that burned the edge. But like, it just at, brutal. Just don't. At least we didn't have the the public course things where they were literally just like lifting the cups out of the holes like this and like leaving it like this on the ground. Like saw that. You just whack one. Yeah, that dude didn't. Sure, you shot fifty eight. All right, bud. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I can whack it at the pin too and count it. Like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I will dude. say though, I'm not even gonna lie. I I think now during like just with COVID stuff, I'm sure if I was a better golfer, I would always take the pin out. I think I've gone full Matthew Fitzpatrick and bright. I'm just, I'm, I just keep the pin in now. Like I just keep it in. Take it out. I can't. Oh, yeah. That hurts my I soul. Put better. Take I it out every time. With it in. I don't take know it why. I can't, I can't stand them. But like if it's windy at all, especially or the shadows of the fly, I can't stand that. Like mm. just seeing it right on your line or, or just seeing the flagstick move when you look. I just, I like this things staying homeostasis where they're all like kind of mm-hmm. the same. They don't change much. Every time Adam Scott misses when he leaves that pin in, a little part of me inside just just smiles. You know, I, just, I love it. I, I love got it. Adam Scott this week, Mike. Don't say that. Thing. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> got money on him this week michael come on just that that the ball hitting the the, the pin you, you think that's a, a a soothing sound when you make a putt like you oh, gotta God, hear no, it's that awful. freaking oh, cup. It's horrible. just like a little ding horrible. i don't believe the people too say it's statistically and and i don't believe that i don't think it's you not. can i'm just being lazy to be honest with you <laughs> no but you're not I, I didn't even hear you say it. I, I just heard i've heard a lot of people say I don't know. I just think a lot. If you don't hit that pin center, a lot can go wrong. Mm. If you don't. But hit, if you hit it center, a lot can go right. That's the thing. Yeah, but no. But if if you hit this the right side of the middle of the the pin, it could rick it could hit that thing out. Whereas if that pins out, that ball's going in every time. Mm. Yeah, I I've had I've had plenty of those situations, bro. Because I I'm a firm roller. I like to roll that that ball, ball firmly into the hole. If I'm like. <laughs> four feet, six feet. I don't like to leave any doubt. I'm, I'm looking at a 13 footer coming back. <laughs> Doubling that distance. I like that. You're just whacking it. <laughs> You'd be oh, really good on those COVID cups where they were lifted out. It counts. It counts. <laughs> it's firm, but it went in. 
they like ricochets like eight feet back to the left. You're like, ah, still in it. Landon, I'm the I'm the kind of guy who would take out like my 52 or 60 and try and like chip. Like I got to get it in the hole. Like I'm trying to get it in. No, that wouldn't be me. But that I've I've believe I've actually done that in tournaments. I've chipped somewhere I didn't want to put it. Mm. It's really fun. Unless you, it's really, it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine like so many things going through your head. Like I, I think a couple of years ago, I was watching a tournament. I think it was Cameron Tringale, and he had like a hundred and twenty foot putt, so he took it out his sand wedge or his lob wedge, and biggest divot in the world in the green. And Nick Faldo just goes, "I don't think the groundskeeper is going to be quite happy with that." <laughs> the groundskeeper would like to speak to you in his office. He's like. You just won. You finished in third place. You won $800,000. You will be giving me a hundred of those thousand. Yeah. Like I think, I think it's, um, I think it's as a player, when you're thinking about it, um, like I've had to chip this one where there was this, it's a ridiculous hole. There's a bunker here. Um, and I was like here on the front of the green. Um, and there's that bunker on the right side and then the pin was like back. Right. So like, I'm like, obviously I'm not going to like, I can't putt this. So you just, as my mindset, I'm like, I'd rather take a divot in the green than blade it. And hmm. usually when I say that, I just kind of clean it. Um, if you know, you want to clean it, it's kind of, well, if you know, you want to clean it, it's kind of easy to clean it. Um, but I'd rather take a divot and just kind of touch it up with a pitch marker than blade it 40 <laughs> yards over the green like especially if you're trying to hit a flop you gotta hit this big swing and like yeah that ain't gonna work now i totally agree with you tim you know you gotta ask the other question that you ask everyone too uh yes if you uh if you had a... <laughs> all right so you imagine your backyard when you're older you buy a house Oh, we have three um, questions. I forgot the deserted island question. Do you have to? Oh, that one. Uh, you can have any hole in the world as your backyard. You could play it every single day, all day, however you want to do it. Any golf hole that you have played or have not played on any PGA Tour course, famous course, whatever, you can have that hole is your backyard. Which hole are you making? It comes with all the scenery, too. So whatever you want to do. Augusta number 16. 16. I like it. Par three. Yeah. Yep, we've got Sunday. it. We've gotten Augusta a good amount. Sunday pin location. Sunday pin location. Of course, you gotta you <laughs> gotta have that moment. I think that's such. I think even every year that that hole is so much fun to watch because it just slowly trickles down all the way to yeah. the pin. We love that, dude. It's so satisfying. I love that. Good. What's that? What's the hole called? It's uh, you know how they all they're like golden bells. They all got fire. flower names. They're all cute flower names. Yeah, yeah flower. that's weird. It's like the <laughs> azalea. Like, azalea right. number thirteen. Um, yeah. Well, oh um, wait, maybe I'd have to take what is that twelve? That other part three. Amen. Cor- yeah, on Amen bell. corner with the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hole is kind of yeah. That hole might be that, that Sunday pin is even hard. I think that Sunday pin's even harder because everyone just rolls back into the into the water when they try. Yeah, to you don't get it there, and if you're going over, there's no way you're stopping that ball on the green. That green is so tough. Mm. People no. think like, oh, why aren't you guys getting it there? Like it's such a flat green. No, that green is like this. Like, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah, Mike, you're were you eight? Are you eighteen pebble or are you seven pebble? And Tim, you're eighteen pebble. I forget which. Mike six six. Pebbles. Yeah, six pebbles. Par five, little, little left. Oh, to right. right. 
rides yeah. the rides the coast there. Tim's eighteen at Pebble. Yeah, and I'm eight, I'm I'm eighteen at Harbor Town just because it's the world's it's uh the PGA Tour's biggest fairway. So hopefully I don't miss it. Love that. Hey, I mean I've uh where did we play that I miss? Oh, Deer. Well, Deer Creek has this one massive fairway. It's like. I don't even know how many it's like at least 80 yards wide. Like it's, it's massive. massive. I miss it a good amount of time. Honestly, <laughs> Like I, I, I pull it left a lot. I don't know why, but it's just, it's just the way it looks. It happens. It's too open. Yeah. I, I, I'll miss that fairway and then go on five and drive the green when it's like all <laughs> over water to 80. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Too open. No. Um, if you're on, if you get, uh, so you're stranded on an island, you're stranded on an island, you have unlimited golf balls, but you can only bring one club. Which club are you bringing? Oh, man, that is a good question. Um, huh. Love that he's thinking about it. 46 degree really six degree yeah so like i think it's pitching wedge right around there gap yeah that be your gap wedge or pitching wedge for you that's my pitching wedge yeah um you can hit full shots with it you can still hit full swing you can still hit chips with it you can still hit flops with it you can still hit it's still an open enough face you can hit trick shots with it like whole package Uh, that's a a good answer you can do that same thing with a driver though no (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's pretty hard to hit a driver flop i want to see somebody hit a driver flop oh man That's we, okay. me and timmy we just chose driver because you know just Nukes. nothing better than yeah nuking those things <laughs> out, out into the out into the ocean i love short I, game so much so i have to pick that no i i, I respect the, the hell out of that i chose Brendan. butter I'm going to get those 45 foot putts, baby. I'm so excited. I got a green right there for me. Now you do you, do you? Yep. I'm going to hit those. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be one. I'm going to be one putt. Brendan, little one, little shout out to Charlie, little one putt Charlie over here. uh, (laughs) He's going to call me and be like, yo, thanks so much, man. (laughs) We have 50 people to listen to this. So congrats. Charlie. (laughs) Hey, if I, if I I post it, I'm joking. Doubt it. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it, obviously. But yeah, I they Ruth they like dragged me for that answer. Like I was, I was in a bad state for a couple of days after that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Got to get that short. Dude, putting is such a weird art, but it's so much fun. Yeah, I so wish I, I, I get you there. Nope. One day, maybe stranded on the island, I would get there. But right now, me and me and five footers are still still the enemy. But maybe one day we'll get there. Yeah, it, it it sucks sometimes for me because I like I love putting and and honestly, again, Kevin has made me love putting because before I was like, oh my god, like this is it was like my least favorite part, and then once I started to figure out like really green reading and really having an actual good good putting stroke really helped um, somehow. I don't know how that helps, but um, it, it just became more fun. But I I can't do it for I can't do it for long periods of time because. Just bending over like that, it just burns the hmm. crap out of my lower back still. Got to get those back muscles a little stronger. 
you got to pull a Connor and just get the uh, get the big old get, get the, the big, belly butter. Get the belly butter, man. Got to pull one of uh, one of Tim's buddies. Connor has a belly butter, and it is it is absolutely glorious. Goodness, dude. <laughs> no, it's not even a belly butter. It's the Adam Scott. Like Adam all Scott the way here. Up. Oh yeah. yeah, I can't. I I couldn't do that because it require even more bending over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're back, yeah. Back I'm gonna, yeah, like I'm gonna break something again, dude. Like, <laughs> good luck with that. The back sucks, I'll tell you. Yeah, back float. Yo, get a dude. Get this freaking roller. This this little ball that you roll up and down it. It's oh, uh, you probably. I, the, I've been using the Theragun a lot. That's great too. Those are awesome, and I I mean I work like twice a week with the PT guy, um, mm-hmm. just like, proactive stuff like. A lot of core stuff protecting my back. Um, right. And that's helped a bunch too. Like I'm not in pain anymore. I just, I, I'm trying to get bigger and gain weight, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I can't do like, I'm not going to go squat 200 pounds and be like, no. ah, I got to get big, you know? You don't need to. I mean, you don't uh, technically need to. I still want to get a little bigger. I mean, yeah, I'm five, eight. I got to put some muscle on. Come on now. Landon, if you need any weight, but I, I will, I will happy do a couple, at least, at least ten to fifteen lbs. For you. I would love to. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I need, I need some muscle. I need some muscle. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I, I knew that Theragun officially made it when I saw it in the PGA Tour Superstore, and I'm like, they are now catering. Like they're saying that this is great for athletes and great for everything. They're now catering this to 65 year old men who are coming off the golf course, and they're like, "Ow, my back." Like that is what the Theragun is now going to be used for. Yep. I almost bought one for my dad for Christmas. I'm not going to lie. They're <laughs> honestly great, dude. Like I put it up on my shoulder near my neck. Like I can, I can taste my thoughts. Like it's, <laughs> I can feel it right wild. now just doing that. That'd be amazing. Oh, well, Landon, thank you very much, my man. This was an unbelievable conversation. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, by the way, we didn't even talk about it, but uh, congrats on the, on the commitment to Elon. That's awesome, man. Huge. We'll, uh, we'll definitely it. be, definitely be hoping to see you on that PGA tour, uh, PGA tour U list soon. Hopefully. Maybe you can bank Timmy checking those stats out every now and then. <laughs> I'll be I'll come back on when I get up there. No, you're uh, going to, you're going to, you're going to be starred. What Tim's going to have you right there. Fav- favorite PGA tour U player. Boom. Landon Durham. Updates like to my that. phone. Like that. That's perfect. <laughs> dude that the the the, um what's really cool is like because i'm i'm sorry i i know we're ending but um no you're good man dude keep going keep going (laughs) going. because of my um my tiktok following i have a good amount of people that like watch my live scoring at a bunch of events and like it's so cool to be like finished and then all of a sudden i like have like 13 to 20 dms on my phone or messages like saw your live scoring like good round today or like or even better saw your live scoring today sorry man go get them tomorrow because <laughs> 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 that happens sometimes i mean but it's, it's just really it's it's really cool to, to have that like genuine support from from my followers is just baffling to me i'm i'm very blessed with that that's yeah, awesome that, that's awesome man well, we really appreciate it. If you want to make a quick, uh, any, anywhere we can find you on, on the internets or anywhere in real, real life, shout it out now. Uh, I got a TikTok. Um, I don't know. Oh, my TikTok's just my name, Landon Durham. Um, my Instagram is ELDurham8. 
and that's really all the socials I have. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I might start posting on YouTube, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But do it, man. YouTube YouTube's hilarious. I love YouTube so much. YouTube is all I have right now is Surfed. It's posted. <laughs> it's so silly. It's great. But Landon, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate you coming on this week. Hey, I appreciate it. Tons. Thanks, Landon.